Whether you're a transportation junkie or you've just lived in Arlington for a while, chances are you've heard that there was once an opportunity for the Red Line to extend from Cambridge into Arlington. But do you know why the extension wasn't approved? And what might Arlington look like if the Red Line had extended here? I'm Abby Matheson, and this is the Arlington Advocates Podcast, A-Town. The first time the T tried to come to Arlington was in 1912, when what is now the Red Line was extended to Harvard Square. Plans began almost immediately to extend the line down Massachusetts Avenue into Arlington. The next time the T would try and come to Arlington was in 1931, when what is now the Green Line was proposed for an extension from Leachmere through Cambridge and into Arlington on what is now the Minuteman Bikeway. It wasn't resurrected again for, that was in 1931, it wasn't resurrected again and again until the 1970s, when there was going to be both north and south expansion of the red line. And again, following the railroad corridor was the logical path. And the plan was to bring it right out to Bedford and create a park and ride facility right off of 128. That's Richard Duffy, a local Arlington historian. Instead of the plans going through for that, in one fell swoop, it, uh, sort of a piecemeal approach came. And one of the approaches was that it would end at Arlington Center. And then a later one was that it would end at Arlington Heights. And it was that that really inflamed the passions of the people of Arlington, that it not become what was known as a terminal town. Well, a terminal town would mean that's the end of the line. And towns that were at the end of the subway lines, if you if you look at maps of the era, were not really desirable places to live. And that might be blaming the terminal for being undesirable. But in the 1970s, people's notions of urban places or the city as being cool, uh, nothing was further from the truth. Um, so subway service would be considered... Uh, uh, possibly something that would cause decay in your area. Uh, over the last 40 years, people have liked to say, oh, well, it's really racism. Somehow it's code for racism. That the red line was going to bring uh, African-Americans and other people into Arlington as if somehow, I don't know, everyone would board a train and, and come in and get off, and I don't know what they would do when they arrived. Um, and But that's really people who are making, in my view, um, their own interpretation of events from 40 years ago. There were three reasons that the red line did not extend into Arlington in the 70s. Residents of Arlington wanted the T to run underground all the way through Arlington. However, the proposal would call for the subway to return to ground level behind the high school, running more frequently than the freight train that previously ran there. Residents also opposed the expansion because of the proposed terminuses in Arlington Heights and at the Russell Common parking lot, right next to St. Agnes Parish and Arlington Catholic High School in Arlington Center. In the current municipal parking lot, what they call the Russell Common parking lot, that was to be a multimodal facility. And it is where, at one point, the subway would temporarily have its terminus uh, right in Arlington Center. And then there would be buses, um, a configuration not unlike Alewife Station today. So if I were to say, what were the people of Arlington afraid of in the 1970s? 
I would think it would be a crush of traffic and loads of people coming in from other suburbs that did not have subway service. So if you wanted to say, well, it was for reasons of racism, which I don't believe, uh, I would say, well, they must have been afraid of all the other white suburbanites who are going to come to Arlington Center, because that really would have been the reasonable outcome of putting um, a red line station. Now, the institution in town that led the charge against the red line, uh, perhaps naturally, was St. Agnes Church, because St. Agnes not only had its church, but it had it Arlington Catholic High School, which border on the municipal parking lot. And Arlington Catholic High School had only been open a dozen years, maybe 15 years by that point. And at that time, it was very much of a parish high school. It's become a little bit more of a regional high school today. And uh, St. Agnes had been on the site uh, under its original name of St. Malachy's for over 100 years at that point. So they felt very much as the immediate neighbors and the organization that would suffer the greatest negative impact of having a multimodal transit facility truly right up against their buildings, uh, they objected strongly and they organized uh, quite a resistance against it. And the resistance was so successful that none other than Governor Michael Dukakis came to Arlington and he signed a bill that would prohibit the red line from terminating at Arlington Center. Residents were also concerned about the gridlock the terminuses could create both in the Heights and in the center. And so the attitude was 128 or nothing. One of the things I would add is that this was a question that went before the voters. And the voters voted down the plan as it existed, the more limited plan for the red line to come into Arlington. And that was the vote. The vote was against having the terminus. And that vote didn't pass and the red line didn't come. And because of that, I think also people say, well, the people have spoken. And there certainly were many, many more people who came out to vote in that local ballot uh, uh, question than ordinarily would be seen in a local election. I think it's more a tribute to the people who organized around it. St. Agnes absolutely was a stakeholder in the coming of the um, uh, uh, the plans that would have had a direct impact on St. Agnes. So the fact that St. Agnes reached out to its parishioners and the parents of the students in the school makes complete sense. Uh, who else Who else would be doing it? Uh, there, it isn't as though uh, everybody else was going to have a, an alleyway with with diesel buses in it uh, slammed up against their homes. Let's imagine that the red line did extend into Arlington in the 1970s. That St. Agnes and Arlington Catholic High School weren't located right next to the Russell Common parking lot, and people weren't concerned about what a terminus might do to traffic. What might the town look like? My sense is that land use, um, both land use and zoning from both perspectives, uh, the town could have been very different had we agreed to have the red line extended all the way to Arlington Heights. That's Jenny Rate, Arlington's Director of Planning and Community Development. Um, so just thinking about Arlington Center and the Heights, um, analyses had been conducted by the Metropolitan Area Planning Council and another um, consulting firm. And they looked at the potential for market demand 
uh, both locally and regionally, and what would be the potential impact on both the center and the heights. And that research looked at essentially, um, you know, potentially a very changed landscape with some real development opportunities. But it also noted that even back in the 70s, there had been some constraints with the zoning, and particularly the recently adopted bylaw at that point in time had made uh, parking standards very strict, um, and would then also that there were some barriers in terms of how to assemble parcels, many, many small land parcels for larger scale development. Um, but they saw a lot of opportunities, um, which included places like actually Whittemore Park, um, which wasn't a park at that point, but was simply an opportunity at the corner of Mass Ave and Mystic. Um, they also saw a large sweeping site across the street from where the park is now to be a much bigger development opportunity, uh, driven in part by one large property owner at the time. Um, but back then, they saw it as being that whole entire block could have been completely different in the future and could have met both residential uh, market demand, um, demand for office space at the time, and then also demand for different types of retail uses. They didn't see maybe larger scale retail uses like big box stores or things like that coming into Arlington Center or the Heights, but they saw the opportunity to make more modern spaces actually back then had we allowed that transit level because both there would have been greater land assembly um, opportunities and then also greater opportunities to address some parking issues that they had identified um, in their analyses. In the Heights, they saw some other kinds of opportunities, ones that actually we've talked about now in the both the housing production plan and the Arlington master plan around both residential growth and then now what we consider mixed-use development. Um, so all along the corridor, you could have seen mi- the kinds of things that we are now talking about happening. They, they could have happened potentially decades ago. And perhaps by today, things could have flourished and changed quite a bit. There could have been some negative um, sides to when you introduce new transit, sometimes the retail value of property goes very high up. And that can have a negative impact on both renters, people who can easily be displaced, essentially, from any types of new growth. So the town may have considered back decades ago when looking at this opportunity ways to ensure that people would not be displaced in the event that there was new growth of any kind. And it's very easy for us to look at Porter Square and Davis Square and say, well, we could have that. The fact is Arlington has prospered without it. And I think proximity to Alewife absolutely helps. It's a, uh, it can be a shorter bus ride in from Alewife than from Harvard Square to get into Arlington. Uh, East Arlington has really taken off. And I think the walkability to Alewife is a, is a big part of that. And I think the bigger thing that we're not talking about is not to mention potentially the significant shift in the number of people using their car to commute from Arlington into Boston and beyond. Um, we could have seen a, a major mode shift where obviously there's a lot of people who use the buses, multiple bus. <laughs> buses go through Arlington, as we know now, um, and people bike to commute as well. So I think having that as an alternate option would have been great. Our podcast is written, reported, edited, and produced by me, Abby Matheson. Our music is Modulation of the Spirit by Little Glass Men, and our logo was created with the help of graphic design wonderkin Sophia Berardinelli. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of A-Town. In the meantime, we want to hear your questions about Arlington. 
You can send it to us by emailing arlington at wickedlocal.com. That's A-R-L-I-N-G-T-O-N at wickedlocal.com or by filling out the survey in the show notes. We're also pleased to announce that A-Town is now available on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to all of our listeners who helped make this happen. You can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can stay up to date with even more local news by visiting us online at arlington.wickedlocal.com or by following us on Twitter, where we are the underscore advocate, on Instagram, where we are wickedlocalarlington, or on Facebook. We'll see you around town.